ball alert show is the key of Ferrari Simmons. I am your favorite Ethiopian solo. And you know it's all produced by me, OCT. What it do, baby? Thanksgiving, y'all. Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have been talking about your dinner menus because I have and I am excited to not actually eat Thanksgiving because I don't think we're going to have a big Thanksgiving thing this year. So you're not excited to eat because it's not going to be big? Yeah, we it's Tuesday uh, and Thanksgiving is on Thursday and we haven't discussed um, anything. So you know what, guys? I'm just going to chalk it up as we're probably going to do something light keep it smooth you know no social distancing and we kind of staying apart from people so uh we'll probably just keep it a small thanksgiving at the house and fam gonna be on the zoom yeah we'll probably do something on the zoom or ig live or facetime couple facetime calls i didn't even realize that my family didn't even discuss the holiday until two days ago i went and took my brother some injada at his store and he was like yo sue um you should just make steak for Thanksgiving, and I was like, steak. I'm like, yeah, honestly, like in our house, we usually have Ethiopian food and American food, um, yeah. but we always have way too much leftovers. Like the Ethiopian food goes hella fast. The American food is always left. We're trying left to do with it, but even on top of that, I'm trying to figure out a way to not celebrate the holiday per se because I don't think it's a holiday for me. But I do want to still take advantage of the fact that, like, everybody's going to be cooking and playing games and hanging out. So I'm just yeah, trying to get around celebrating, you know, these European holidays, but still take advantage of the fact that everybody's going to be together. Mind you, it's not a holiday for me either. I'm just, you know, participating. Okay. But, you know, for me, I don't eat meat or anything like that. So it's going to be a vegan Thanksgiving for myself. God bless your heart. You don't, but eat, it's it's not eat. bad. It's not bad though. I like. I it. gotta have me some oxtails, man. You Period. Oh, I need to come pick up a plate. Listen, the whole point is to just make sure that you you know give people their flowers while they're here to receive them. Make sure you keep your loved ones close. When your mama call, answer the phone. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I think that's really what twenty twenty has just kind of made me realize, like. Yeah, we have these holidays and, and moments that we wait for, but honestly, celebrate your people every chance you get. Matter facts. Big facts. All right. Y'all ready to get this show started? Let's jump into yeah. it. Just in case you missed it. Yeah. And, you know, since we're talking about celebrating your loved ones, we do have to send a lot of love and light to Atlanta rapper 21 Savage. Um, he actually shared that he lost his brother, to rail to a senseless act of violence um, back in London. Did you guys hear about that? At a young age, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is really sad. sad. The the worst part about it is, it seems like it was totally random. Um, The family is saying, family and friends are saying that he didn't have any known enemies. He was actually on his- Oh wait, so wait, this was recently? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought- Monday. I thought, I saw the post, I didn't, I didn't pay attention all the way. I thought it was something that happened when he was younger because he posted a picture of him and his brother when they were kids. Correct. Yeah. So basically what happened was the brother Terrell was on his way back home from running errands for his grandmother and he ran into an old friend. Him and the old friend start to talk and they end up into an argu- getting into an argument and they said out of nowhere the 
old friend stabbed him and that caused him to die, which is so sad and so senseless. Um, listen, you guys, life is so random. You literally don't know what could happen the very next second. So condolences to 21 Savage and his, his loved ones. Definitely sending you guys love and light. I can only imagine what it feels like. So make sure you guys send that man and his family some love. And give hey, he, he was just in the news for buying uh, King Von's sister uh, a Range Rover. And he felt that he had to, you know, explain himself, which I didn't think he did. He explained himself about, you know, saying that that's what Vaughn was, King Vaughn was going to do that for his sister. And then he ended up doing it for her since he wasn't alive, to, of course, to make it happen. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's just a terrible thing to, to witness and, and hear about. Man. man, our condolences to the family of 21 Savage. To be clear on that, you know, he wanted to just make a good gesture, you know, for King Von's sister and, and, and her birthday because... she lives in Atlanta. Yeah, she lives in Atlanta. Like you He'd said, that was something that King Von, I guess, was telling 21 Savage that he had planned to do for his sister anyway. And I think I think he just wanted to show... He just wanted to do a good deed. You know, he just wanted to make sure that, that, that this young woman has something to smile about, you know, during a tragic time. And it's so sad that we as people, as a culture or whatever, just have to take that and try to manipulate it as if, you know, he was trying to get at her, they've been messing around. He just wanted to do something nice, you guys. And sometimes people do that with no strings attached, okay? Thanks. Uh, well, speaking of uh, other sad news, it's not all the way sad, but it's sad. Uh, the Undertaker retires as a wrestler. For over 30 years uh, I, I was a wrestling fan I thought it was real For a significant part Of my childhood I and must I admit forget. Myself as well When he, the Undertaker Put the Ultimate Warrior In the casket I cried like a little girl Because I thought He died I was like Because you know You put somebody in the casket They're dead And I remember And then come to find out They in the back Smoking cigars And having drinks together The whole time <laughs> This is all Right happening. I didn't know that wrestling was acting. Uh, but yeah, Undertaker's been wrestling for over 30 years. That's the majority of my life. I mean, <laughs> I ain't never 36. I mean, <laughs> he's been wrestling since I was six years old. Like, right. that's crazy. That is crazy. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Y'all should be yeah. happy for this man, okay? Let him go. Now, who's this person that's, uh, who's this person about to host the, uh, the Grammys, y'all? Trevor Noah. You know, late night talk show host Trevor Noah. Shout out. He's a uh, is he the Ethiopian or he's African? So he's definitely not Ethiopian. I was like, let me find out. He <laughs> no, he's definitely he's definitely African though. We'll take him. Let me Google real quick. Let me, let me pull up his Instagram. Let me Google real South African. South African. Yeah. Okay. We'll You'll take it. We're gonna celebrate <laughs> anyway. Okay. Listen, Mother Africa. Mother he Africa. looks like um he looks like that um he looks like um put your hands in the he looks like Bruno Mars a little bit no no okay okay I, I, I was just trying I was trying to say what he looks like guys he looks I, like Bruno Mars a little bit I now. can give you that a little bit Robert I got you that looks like Bruno Mars without of, of course not the funky hair that Bruno Mars has. But he doesn't look like Bruno Mars? I, I, guess I don't know about that one, big dog. There's him a little bit. I, I got you. It's okay, this, he looks like Maxwell right here. Okay. He just looks like he a chameleon. You know what? Okay, he a chameleon. All right, cool. 
I hope you do a good job, big dog, and I hope you stay uh, your unique self, and I hope you take your opportunity and your platform to say something that means something to people who look like you, Mr. Trevor. That man does it every time. I'm super excited. But the Grammys are different. The The Grammys are very washed. Well, everybody will get a chance to check it out January 31st, 2021 um, at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. They are not Uh, Some of the nominations that are um, at the top right now is Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, and Megan Thee Stallion. That's going to be big for Meg. Come on, Meg. Go ahead and win this, Meg. Since we're talking about hoping that Trevor uses his platform, which he always does, I, okay, am hoping and praying that the weekend, Abel, the weekend, please say something. Even if you don't verbally say it, like have a message or, or something, please, because there are so many of us who literally cannot reach our family members. I haven't spoken to my mother. I have absolutely no way of contacting her. The region of Tigray has no power, no access to water. It's really, really bad. And um, we're actually, we actually are going to talk to somebody later on in the show, Miyaza Gide, who is very well informed, and she's going to help us all understand what is happening with um, the crisis in Ethiopia, specifically in the Tigray region. So I'm really excited about today's uh, show. Super excited. Facts. All right. Uh, Cardi B becomes the first artist to win AMA twice for favorite song in rap hip hop category. Wow. Now, shout out to the AMAs that just aired uh, Monday, and uh, that was one of the biggest highlights and takeaways is yeah. Cardi B making history. Definitely. Yeah, she won with Bodak Yellow in 2018, and then uh, she just won with WAP. WAP equals wet ass vagina. That's not what it equals. Okay. I didn't want to say the P word. Wet ass pussy? Okay, fine. Pussy cat. You wrong. You might have shaved your mustache off. You look like a little boy, but you wrong. Uh, speaking of history, guys, what y'all think about this Gucci versus Jeezy battle? Because uh, Sue, you from the A, and uh, Rari, you love the A. What did y'all think about Jeezy versus Gucci? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You from Florida? Go ahead, Florida boy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go after y'all. Well, let me just get my little, you know, joint off because, you know, I know how passionate y'all are about these two right here. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fairly entertaining. To me, it was kind of like grown man versus adolescent. And I just felt (laughs) like, you know, a man was trying to move forward. and, And, you know, Gucci was just like, hey, you can't tell me when to move when this happened to me. You know, um, so he felt like he just really wanted to diss Jeezy at any given chance. He had like so many other records, but, you know, a whole lot of records was diss records. And um, it really set the party off. There was a lot of intense moments, um, especially when the truth was played and Jeezy said what he wanted to say and Gucci wasn't trying to hear it. Put that gas in the dirt. Smoking on Pukelo tonight. Send some more, I'm going to send them the same way. In a box back to you. When I extended the invitation, I did it as a real man. Because and I said, I told I, you straight off the dribble. T- I told you off the dribble, we can't do nothing if it ain't street. If I can't perform okay, the truth, we can't good. do it. It's all good. We came from in the street, dog. You seen it. We've been through it, dog. And I brought you here to show you the world care about what the f- we got going on because we are the culture. All these kids out here doing what the f- they do because they saw what went on with us, dog. You feel what I'm saying? This shit by King Von, by Dope B, by Nipsey Hustle, by motherfucking. Pop Smoke, M3, 
And I'm real enough to do that because one thing about it, two things for show, three things for certain. I'm the realest you already But all in all, at the end of the day, Gucci said he accepted the olive branch, and I'm glad that these brothers can come together and show the streets something. It's possible to have a 20-year or 15-year, according to Gucci, long beef and come out on top. So I am still on cloud nine. I'm so happy that this versus happened. I think this is this is just a continuation of all the crazy shit going on in 2020. I would have never thought to see this in my life, to be completely honest with you. I am born and raised in Atlanta. I remember going to Mama's Primetime, Club Chocolate, The Pool Palace, all these places, and enjoying the hell out of Gucci and Jeezy. But I have to keep it real, it was as equally loved as they both both were at that time, especially for me, it was either I was in a Jeezy mood or I was in a Gucci mood, right? Like I never mm. really felt like they necessarily had the same the same vibe and music. Although it was trap, I feel like they were giving me two different messages, right? Jeezy was definitely on that thug motivation that showed that that I always felt like okay. He had a little elevation to him, you know. He he always made me feel like he was somebody that I knew was going to elevate into the type of person he is today. Whereas Gucci, it was like, shoot, we here, we popping this, we pushing bitches out the car, we we going in, you know what I'm saying? Like that that's what I got from Gucci, and I'm not mad at it. Okay, I loved I love them both equally. So when it came down to trying to choose who I thought was going to win. I could not. Uh, up until it actually happened, I could not choose. Now, while I was watching it, because we in Atlanta, we wide open, I was outside watching it with a whole bunch of other people. And the energy, the room was going for Jesus. Now, it, we was going back and forth because it, it was a real battle. Um, but when it came down to it, I think Jeezy was able to reach more people. Um, I think Gucci reached a very certain demographic in a certain range where Jeezy may have been able to reach people in a whole bunch of different states. And I just think, I really think that that was the only difference. I don't think it was a matter of who had more music or better music. For me, I just think it was, what did it mean for you? What, like, what did it mean for you? And for me, Hit after hit after hit after hit, it, it was Jeezy. That was dope. That was a dope response. So, um, I ain't gonna keep mine too long because um, people always think I'm biased because I'm signed to Jeezy's talent agency. When in reality, DJ Holiday and Gucci Man named me Ferrari. A lot of people don't know that. Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. The name Ferrari came from uh, DJ Holiday and Gucci Man um, calling me that. They were the first two people to start calling me Ferrari. So then I started calling myself Ferrari. So then, uh, so let's go to the, the thing. I think, uh, in my honest opinion, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say it was a tie. And the only reason I'm going to say it was a tie, I think Jeezy won in the song selection department. Gucci Man won in the energy department. I think Gucci came on, like, ready to, like, if, they, if, if it would have been a boxing match, Gucci would have been ready for that. Like, Gucci just wanted to just, 
he just had all this energy. And and Snow was real cool and calm and collective. You could tell that he was a little bit more mature, uh, the mature one in, on the stage. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, Gucci Man came with the entourage. He came with the with the whole outfit. Of course, you know, he's sponsorship. and has a partnership with Gucci. So, of course, he got the Gucci outfit on. Um, Snow came with the BMF, the black bandana, and he ain't had no entourage. <laughs> So you, you see one guy on uh, on the stage with his DJ, that's it. Then you see the other guy on the stage, you can't see his DJ, but he has a whole full entourage. And he, hey, but every time can he I just say, song, go ahead. Not to, not to cut you off, but can I just say shout out to Jeezy DJ who was on the same type of energy that Gucci My was on. My boy DJ Ace. Hey, uh, DJ Ace. And Ace, Ace, Ace was on it. DJ Ace and Holiday did their thing, but let me tell y'all something about DJ Ace energy, honey. You would have thought he was the one that had beef with Gucci. <laughs> They said, was- said, what's up? We run the room. I said, oh. Get in your bag. <laughs> no, you and your. Baby. Bruh, he no, was wait. ready. Okay. Hey, Ace's energy, because that's that's actually Holiday's energy. But Holiday was quiet in the first, like, several rounds. I'm over here like, I sent him a text like, bro, you can't do that. I don't know if he read it. I said, boy, you holiday season. You got to get back in your holiday, like, back when y'all was in 2009, 2008. And that's that's when it started getting intense, when holiday started talking and shit. Uh, but long story short, um, I thought I'd never see them perform Icy. Never thought that I would see that. And then the after party, I DJed that um, at Compound. I never thought that I'd see them in the same club. Never. Uh, nothing happened. No, no, nobody got hurt before or after. Uh, they played the full song in the club, so icy. And you know, a lot of people from Atlanta knows if it's a whole bunch of Gucci people in the building, you don't play snow. Nope. If it's a whole bunch of you know snow people in the building, you don't play guap. You know, um, and that's just how it is in, uh, in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So um, just to be able to play both of them at the same night was just a uh, uh, and and then both be in the building because you know if Gucci Man is in the building you can't play a Jeezy set. No, that's just how it was. No. And if Jeezy was in the building you couldn't play a Gucci set. That's just how it was for the last fifteen years. That's how it always was. Last night uh, or last week when I was DJing, I was like, "Yo, I could play both right now. Like, this is great." Mm-hmm. I just had so much room to operate as a DJ, because, you know, they both have big, strong records, especially in Atlanta. So long story short, I think it was a win for Atlanta. It was a win for Atlanta culture, Atlanta music. Let's everybody know that Atlanta is number one in music. We have more views than the VMA Awards and all these big award shows. Um, everybody watched in, t- tuned in to two people from Atlanta. I mean, Jesus from Hawkinsville, but, you know, he repped the A2. Um, it was just a, a great win for Atlanta. And it was at Magic City. The home of the lemon pepper wang. You okay. dig? Listen, Atlanta is undefeated. You know, we appreciate you guys for loving us. How y'all do? We love y'all back, but we still full. We ain't ready for y'all to come down here yet. But uh, I did, Robert, that was a great point. I enjoyed being able to be out the rest of the weekend and still hear Jeezy and Gucci because we, we was riding that wave all weekend. So shout out to AG. He is the GOAT. Had Gucci and Jeezy in the same building at the same time. Thank you, Atlanta. Thank you, Versus. Oh, that compound bag was crazy. Man, them sections. And then, then, listen, y'all, a lot of people didn't pay attention to this because everybody was looking at Jeezy and and Gucci, man. It was a whole bunch of known artists in the building. Wife and Lucci was there, Trouble, 
lot of people from Atlanta was there and they weren't even, they was just there to watch, to see, like, I got to see this. That's what everybody, and I think the, uh, the we posted the video because it was the video of me recording it on Ball Alert. Everybody was like, why ain't nobody dancing? Because we're all shocked that Jeezy's right there and Gucci Man's right there and, and ain't nobody shooting nobody. That's what we're looking at. We're just looking at them two and we, we're, we're listening to the song So Icy. That, y'all don't understand. Like, if you ain't from here, you just ain't gonna understand why we was just all standing up. Because I just was stuck. Like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I'm recording this. You know what I'm saying? A lot of legendary things happen in the 2020, man. And I just want to prepare everybody for this Saturday, another legendary moment. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. fight. Are y'all watching or not? Uh, no, I'm not watching. Uh, I think Roy Jones Jr. is going to get knocked out. Mike Tyson is an animal. He's a beast. He's a dog. He's a wolf. He is whatever type of animal you can think that is deranged and crazy. And Roy Jones is just an old man. No disrespect to Roy Jones. I'm definitely a fan of you, but Mike Tyson is an animal. He wants to bite your face off. He wants to eat your kids. He's still that guy, and he's going to destroy you. I don't think you should do it. He's not biting faces and ears anymore. But the thing is, I typically don't even like watching him boxing, MMA, or whatever y'all are doing where y'all punch and kick each other. That's just not my vibe. But I feel like this is such a legendary moment, and it's so fitting for 2020. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to at least try to watch it. Yeah, we're probably going to catch the highlights on Instagram or something. That's where they're going to be. But I'm going to definitely be tuned in, though, because this is legendary, Sue, like you said. Roy Jones going to get knocked out, y'all. Okay, that's your prediction. Uh, how many rounds? At least third, third, third round, fourth round. He out of there. Okay, well, if you want to check out this uh, frontline battle, Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson, make sure y'all check out uh, Triller Pay Per View or FITE TV, and it'll be right there for you. All right, y'all. So that wraps it up for in case you missed it on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Make sure you stick around because coming up, we will be talking to Miaza Gide, who is a well-informed, talented, educated woman who's going to tell us all about the crisis in Ethiopia. Make sure you keep it where you got it at. I hear you, Rari. We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Back to the Baller Alert Show, starring Octavia March, Ferrari Simmons, and Sue Solo. Baller Nation, welcome back to the Baller Alert Show podcast. Um, Now listen, today I am super excited because I get to um, bring someone onto the platform that can really talk to us about the crisis happening in Ethiopia. Um, Octavia, Ferrari, thank you guys for being so open to allowing me to bring a piece of my personal life onto our platform. Um, on today's show, we do have a guest, Miaza Gide. So she worked as a project manager for the Meles Zanawi Foundation, which is in Addis Ababa. Um, currently, Miaza is a full-time student pursuing her master's degree in international relations, which is so on point for the conversation that we need to have today. Um, now, a lot of people don't know there is serious conflict going on in Ethiopia. If you can help us understand what is happening in Tigray, Ethiopia. Uh, thank you very much. First of all, I would Amazing. like to appreciate you guys for creating this opportunity and allowing me to speak on what's happening in my home country, Ethiopia. Um, as you say, there is conflict. It's a civil war. Civil war is happening in Ethiopia. Uh, the illegitimate the prime minister, Abiy Ahmed, waged war on the people of Tigray on November 3rd. Uh, and, and it has been over 20 days since the war started. And uh, there is no any way of knowing what exactly is happening to the people of Tigray because the communication channels have been shut down by the federal government. Uh, it has been over 20 days since I heard from my family members. Uh, cities across the region have been bombed with uh, warplanes and jets and drones from uh, different actors. Uh, the war is being waged not only by the federal government, but other international actors have also uh, entered uh, the scene. The United Arab Emirates uh, is providing the federal government uh, drones. And the Eritrean government is also involved in the war. Uh, their troops are killing people, massacring, and over 50,000 people have already fled their homes from Tigray, and they're now seeking refugee in, South, in Sudan. Um, this is just a glimpse of what's happening in Tigray, but <clears throat> the situation is getting worse uh, by the minute. Now, a lot of people, you know, will take what you just said as far as, you know, the Eritrean government also being involved. And a lot of my personal friends don't understand the difference between Ethiopia and Eritrea, you know, um, they are so shocked to find out that the borders between Ethiopia and Eritrea literally just pretty much opened up. Um, so could you give people a little history on why it is that the Eritrean, uh, that Ethiopia and Eritrea have the conflict that they have? Um, first of all, it's important to highlight that Eritrea is a sovereign country. Uh, they're different from Ethiopia. They have their own administration and their own country. Although we used to be one country a very long time ago, 
but after the 30 years of, after the three 30 years struggle they had uh, they got their independence and I think it has been quite some decades ever since Eritrea became an independent country uh, but after that there was um, a border conflict that arised over 25 years ago and then after that we have been pretty much on a deadlock Ethiopia and Eritrea but after Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed came to office, he tried to bring peace between both countries. And there was a peace agreement that was signed by both leaders of both countries. However, that peace agreement didn't settle to the ground. It didn't include um, ethnic groups, both from Eritrea and Ethiopia, that were on the border lines of both countries. And so the peace agreement was made only between the two leaders and not people of both countries. Um, because of that, it just only became a peace only on paper. Like the peace didn't really uh, trickle down to the communities on the ground. And so there the borders were only briefly closed, like maybe for a couple of weeks or so. And after that, it went back to how it used to be. And there is no way that Eritreans could travel to Ethiopia through Tigray, which is the bordering region between Ethiopia, like it's part of Ethiopia, but it's on the border with Eritrea. If if you want to travel to Ethiopia, you would have to Eritrea from Ethiopia, you would have to fly from the capital city of the country. Um, and so the peace agreement was not really, it wasn't genuine. It was rather a politically motivated agreement that both leaders um, signed. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people don't know is, you know, when Abi decided that, you know, they were going to try to work this out or whatever the case was, they actually closed off a lot of roads that led to the region of Tigray. So while it seemed to the rest of the world that Ethiopia and Eritrea were doing great, there was literally this region of, of, of space and land that she's talking about that they had, it seems like they had already planned to do this too. You know, they, they had already started blocking off roads and access. So, um, it looked one way, but they had this plan, you know, all along in the background. At least that's what it feels like. Now, a lot of people are torn, right? You have some people that feel like other ethnic groups aren't speaking up because they feel like it doesn't affect them. But then you also have some of those other ethnic groups that are saying, well, where were you guys when this was happening to us? Um, I can definitely admit that I am not as educated you know, in Ethiopia's history as I should be. So as people are bringing up these conversations, it is allowing me to do more research. And I understand that they feel as though, you know, um, the things that have happened in the past, this is just, some people see it as this was just natural. This was going to happen. This, the innocent citizens are just collateral damage at this point. This is literally some of the things that I have been hearing and reading and, and messages that people have sent to me directly what is it actually what is it going to take for people to just stop and 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 just be good people when do we realize that okay yes tplf may have done this in the past or this this government may have done this back then but when do we come to a time where we have to say enough is enough let's just stop yeah um I 
That's a very important thing to to look into because the whole everything that's happening it's not just only about Tepelev. Tepelev is a political party that was elected by the people of Tigray. So even if the central government has any kind of ideological difference with Tepelev, it's not up to the central government to remove Tepelev because Tepelev was elected by over 2.7 million Tigrans to administer the Tigray region. So the people of Tigray have given their will to Tepelev to administer them, to administer their region and not Ethiopia. So if Tepelev is indeed as criminal as they try to paint it to be, it's up to the people of Tigray to remove it or otherwise. Um, so the central government needs to respect the people's will and war is not going to change that. Um, but the other thing is this is just, it's a continuation of all the subjugation attempts that Abiy Ahmed has been trying to impose on all ethnic groups in, in Ethiopia. Uh, ever since he assumed power, he did the same thing to the Somali ethnic group. He did the same thing to the Oromos and to other ethnic groups. The only difference why there is resistance and there is civil war from the Tigray region is because we happen to have a very strong government compared to other ethnic groups. Unfortunately, other ethnic groups were not as organized as the Tigray community is. They didn't have a strong government that could actually defend their right self-administration. Uh, but the whole war, it's not just it's not a war only on Tigrans, it's rather war against the multinational federalism that Ethiopia adheres to. Because as you all might know, Ethiopia is a very diverse country. So you cannot impose a unitarist ideology and force people to be administered according to one culture, according to one narrative. So I think it's important to have this broad understanding of what's happening. But to come back to the question you raised, um, the solution lies on people understanding that people have the right self-administration and nobody can impose a certain kind of uh, governance on them. Uh, unless people come to this realization, it's going to be very difficult for Ethiopia to see peace. Uh, even if uh, the federal government succeeds in eliminating Tepelev, I am 100% sure that the people of Tigray would continue to fight for their constitutional right of self-administration. And the other ethnic groups, like, for example, the Aroma community, they're showing solidarity to the people of Tigray because they understand the value of self-administration. It's only some expansionist elements of the Amhara elite, not even the Amhara people. It's only the Amhara elite that are supporting this war. And for them... I don't think they would ever get this because the ideology that Abiy Ahmed is trying to impose is something that they adhere to. Uh, we're being forced, like so many Ethiopian ethnic groups are being forced to um, adapt culture, now culture, skill, uh, uh, language, and religion that is highly pronounced in the Amhara elite community. So as long as their interest is not touched, they're not going to have any problem with this. But for the rest of the world and for the rest of the Ethiopian community, the solution lies in realizing that people have the right to be who they are. People have the right to be respected for their identity and no one can impose any system of governance on people unless they agree to it. And this is a political problem. It's a political problem. It's an ideological problem and war cannot solve it. The only solution is dialogue and an inclusive 
national discussion needs to be uh, held in Ethiopia. You know, it's basically like what the Black, Lab- Black Lives Matter movement hit is here in the States. You know, Black people are saying, hey, we are Black. This is what our culture is. We don't want to conform to how you want us to be. Um, and it is exactly what's happening in Ethiopia. However, it's happening amongst Ethiopians, you know, mm-hmm. just, just in different ethnic groups. Um, the unfortunate thing is with the other countries getting involved, we all know that Africa ideally and naturally is the richest continent in the world. However, it's deemed to be the poorest because we're, we're getting robbed every single day. You know, Europeans have come in and have really divided Africa so badly um, to the point that you have now Ethiopia on the genocide watch list. You know, um, it is very unfortunate, you know, how how Africa has dealt with trauma year after year after year after year and division. And um, what I will say is I think 2020 has been eye-opening for a lot of people and people are starting to pay more attention to Africa. Uh, but when it comes to this particular topic, we need more, you know, we, we need help. We need people to use the hashtags, um, the proper hashtags, do your research, your research. Um, communicate within your communities. If you have friends that are of Habesha descent, whether they are Ethiopian or Eritrean, try to learn a little history on on what's going on with that. Um, you know, my friends are actually dumbfounded that I cannot get a hold of my mom. Every day someone's asking, did you talk to your mom yet? As if, as if there's not a civil war going on and she lives in a region that doesn't have power. I literally have no idea where she is. So I want to thank you for um, taking the time out to help us understand what is going on back home. Um, and also you have been loud and proud um, on Twitter. Thank you so much for the updates. I, I love just going through and feeling like, you know, we have these warriors here um, in the States that can really speak for our family members back home that, that cannot. So thank you so much for your time. Is there anything that you want to uh, let people know any organizations that you want us to pay attention to, um, particular hashtags to use, and where can we follow you on social media? Yeah, uh, thank you so much again. Uh, just one thing before I go to the hashtags, uh, yeah. you encouraged people to do their research and to learn more about what's happening, but I want them to understand that this is a war that is waged against ethnic minority, a minority that has been subjugated and marginalized for such a long time. So they may not necessarily find articles or, or news outlets that would necessarily amplify our plight. So I, I encourage everyone to follow hashtags um, mainly stop war on Tigray and to follow Tigrayan activists because everything you see on social on on the on the conventional media seems to amplify government propaganda uh, and so our voices are not heard and the fact that there is no there is communication block out coming from Tigray, Ethiopia, it makes it very difficult to find a personal account of what Tigrayan people are going through right now. Um, And so it seems like everyone is ganging up on us, including Amnesty International. They're they're publishing very biased uh, reports. So if people try to research more, they may not necessarily find the truth. So I just want them to know that. And But in order to avoid this kind of misunderstanding, it would be better for them to follow Tigran activists and at the same time follow the hashtag Stop War on Tigray. 
Um, but generally what's happening in Tigra is not any different than what happened to the Jews. Um, so the stakes are very high and it's important that the international community speaks up right now. Um, the UN Security Council is having a meeting right now as we speak. There are discussions whether to, inter to have international intervention or not. African Union seems to say this is an African problem and it needs to be solved through Africans, but we all know uh, African Union is toothless, they don't have the power. And so that's why we need an international intervention. And to your followers and, and listeners, I would I, I want to beg them and urge them to contact uh, their representatives, local representatives, Congress people, Senate people, and just ask them to put pressure on the Trump administration not to not support this crime, this war that's happening in Ethiopia, and just help us to bring both warring parts to the negotiation table. Miyazagede, thank you so much for speaking so eloquently and, and really helping us understand what's going on. Thank you for your time. I'm going to continue to stalk you on Twitter, and I am probably going to bug you every day as we try to figure out a solution to helping our family back home and all the refugees who traveled by foot with nothing but the items on their backs. So we, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we spread awareness and put an end to this. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Miyaza. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. We'll be right back with more of the Baller Alert Show podcast right after this. You're listening to the Baller Alert Show. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Message. Welcome back, welcome back, and now it is time for Baller Mail. Okay. Dear Rari, I'm very frustrated. My guy and I have been messing around for 12 months. Yesterday I asked him, what are we? And he said, I don't know. So I said, so if I go do me, would that be a problem? He says, 
Yes, it would be a problem. I don't know what to do. Confused. Exclamation point. Listen, baby. Hold on. Let me let me review this again. If you have to ask, first of all, I need to know. Y'all having raw sex in twelve months? Because if you're letting them go all opinion with no protection, twelve months and you don't know what you are. You're already taking the L right now. You need to go ahead and remove yourself from the situation. But that ain't really the main part of what we're going to digest. You asked his ass, what are we? Messing around for 12 months. Baby, you know what the hell you is. You is a booty call, girl. You was just a piece of ass on a piece of plate. Not even a goddamn porcelain plate. You was on a paper plate. You was a piece of ass on a paper plate, baby. Okay? Because you had the nerve to ask him, what are we, after 12 months, let him slide up in that cookie jar. Then you said, his answer was, I don't know. That is exit stage left, boo. out of here. And then you say, if I go do me, would that be a problem? He said, yes. Now you know, baby, you was one of his hoes. You was one of his side pieces. I don't know what number you are on the texts that he sends out in the morning. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, good night. I don't know what number you is on the, on the list, but you're probably not even in the top five, boo. Okay, I'm just letting you know you might not even, even be in the top five. Remove yourself from the situation and go check your DMs. It's probably somebody that you, that's, that wants to be your man and wants to claim you and give you flowers, take your ass on date, take you to Ruth Chris and Hit that ass all slow and, you know what I'm saying, rub your back and hold on to you when he just grinding on top. You know what I'm talking about? You ever had that? No. You want to know why? Because he probably just wham, 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 wham. Bitch, I'm the baby. Get your ass out, ho. That's what he doing to you. You probably ain't had nobody blow your back out and then stay in the bed and hold you afterwards. When the last time that happened? Huh? Probably not in a long time because this guy is putting your ass out as soon as he's hitting that. Cause you a side chick. That's what's going on. Goodbye. I feel attacked. Bruh, that was the comedic stylings of Ferrari Simmons. Period. And advice <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that was Robert's bag of free bands. Oh, hello, child. Robert's bands right there. We ain't in the streets yet. We ain't in the streets yet, Sue. <laughs> my, light, my light went out. Because <laughs> it was so fire. Yeah. <laughs> that was so hot. Oh my gosh, right? We, I don't even know where to go after that. Just take us home. Just take yeah. us home. It's over. Oh, it's oh, it's time to get up out of here. Well, guys, uh, okay. You know, you know, before we get up out of here and the show is over, I got to go pull up because I am part of the Future Hive hashtag Future Hive. That is men who love and listen to listen to future uh, music and just it's cool with future. That's my guy, Free Bang. Okay. It ain't gonna be nothing else. You, you just listen to his music and that's your friend. Okay. 11-14-2020, he tweets, not to be pressure, moment of clarity. Everyday life is a movie premiere. I'm on, I'm on the level, yo bitch, feed me breakfast. She tied my shoes. She doing my nails. Pluto, free band. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Love y'all.
Hashtag stop Abby. Hashtag stop say no to war. Okay, I love y'all. Bye. Can't get enough of Baller Alert? Follow us on all social media platforms at Baller Alert. Or log on to BallerAlert.com.